Hi everyone and welcome to Take 10 for Torah number 842. I hope you all are well. Any questions, comments, suggestions, recommendations, or sponsorships, please email me at rabbiyismach at take10fortorah.org. Today's 10 is sponsored by the Lewis family, Le'ilin Nishmas, Fabli Yitzchak, Ben Aftali David, So I'd like to speak a little bit about the topic that we're talking about these weeks, the next bunch of weeks in the Torah, and that is the building of the Mishkan. As we're going to see, it has incredible ramifications for how we understand the nature of what is considered work on Shabbos, but let's get to the underpinnings of why that might be. So we are introduced to the one who is going to construct the Mishkan. I've chosen this person, Betzalel, from the tribe of Yehuda. I have filled him with the spirit of God, with wisdom, with with understanding, and knowledge, and and all, I guess, uh, creative ability, the ability to go and do all sorts of craftsmanship. Now you would think that that's the first thing. You know, he should have a degree in architecture, engineering, perhaps a little bit of interior design. All of that would be nice in order to build what we're trying to build over here. But what is the chachma and the bina and the das? What is what is that? Uh, what's that requirement over here? So the Zohar tips us off, and the Zohar says, as a matter of fact, the secrets of creating the Mishkan are the same ones that are involved and wrapped up in creating the entire world. It's some sort of emulation, um, a microcosm, a metaphor of the universe at large in just some sort of a, uh, I don't know, a, a sort of a model for the downstairs, what is going on upstairs. And hopefully we'll get back to that a little bit later. But there's something very big going on over here when we build a Mishkan. It's not just a house, a symbolic place, a location that we can go and bring Karbanos. It's not even just, and this is not a just, but it's not even just a place that God can consider his physical home, whatever that even means, I'll dwell amongst you, but there's something much deeper going on in the Mishkan, and sort of the levers of the universe are found in the Mishkan. This little Mishkan is in itself a microcosm of everything else. And we start to see this, and I can't really tell you that I understand what this means on the deepest level, but we start to see the parallel in uh, these words, Chachma Bina Das. The Pasuk in Mishle tells us, Hashem B'Chachma Yasad Eretz, Konin Shamayim Besuna. God in His wisdom spread out the land, Konin Shamayim established the heavens, Besuna in wisdom, B'Da'ato Tahomos Nivka'u, with His understanding, His knowledge, He uh, cracked open the depths, etc., etc. And so we see, in describing the creation of the world, these three same words, Chachma, Tevuna, which is Bina, and Das. These are the same three things, the same gifts that are given to B'Tzalel in order to create the Mishkan. Again, the Ruach HaLokim, B'Chachma, Uvesvuna, Uvedas is found again here in Mishle, describing the act of creation, the necessary talents to be able to create the world, so to speak, Chachma, Svuna, and Da'ato. So this idea is not lost 
on the Midrashim, the Midrashim say, Begimel Devarim Halalu Nivra Ha'olam, with these three things, the world was created. As it says, of course, the Paschal Mishnah, this Midrash is in Shmos Rabbah, Parshas Vayakal, and it says, with all of these, Begimel Devarim Halalu Na'asa HaMishkan, the Mishkan was built, Shinamar, as it says, and of course, these Pesukim. This association is clear. There's another Midrash that is found in Parshas Pekude that goes a step Further, it says, Amar of Yaakov ben Rabasi, Lamahu Omar Hashem Hafti Ma'on Beisecha Mokom Mishkan Kavodecha. Why is it that I love, uh, the Pasuk says, I love the, your, your dwelling place and the place of your Mishkan Kavodecha, the, the residence of your Kavod? Why? It's because this place, this place on earth, is like creation. How so? So the Medrash says, well, I'll tell you how so. Berishon, on the first day of creation, it says, God was notesh shamayim kiyiriah. He spread out the heavens as like a, a linen, as a as a fabric, a covering. So too in the Mishkan, there were fabrics and coverings. Besheni, on the second day of creation, there was the Rakiah, where there was Havdalah between one thing and the other. So too, there was a separation. So too, the Paroches, in the uh, in the in the whole uh, Mishkan, the Paroches, which divided the Kodesh Hakadosh and the Holy of Holies and just the Holy, that uh, separated. And he goes through every single day of the week. Bashlishi, Baravi, Bachamishi. There were a variety of things that were created on these three days, on these seven days, or I should say, on these six days, actually, where there is a parallel creation that is found in language and in form in the Mishkan itself. And finally, Bashvi, on the seventh day, where nothing was created, right, the rest of the seventh day of Shabbos was created, it says, right, there was a completion, you see the same language, at the end of the creation of the Mishkan. With the creation, it says, and God blessed, and by the Mishkan, it says, Moshe, Moshe, blessed the completed work. You see the same language at the end of the creation of the universe as you see at the end of the creation of the Mishkan. Um, And it was sanctified in one way, the creation of the world, and Moshe went and anointed it also to sanctify it. And so there are a lot of parallels between the two in the very language that we find in these parashios that we saw already in the beginning in Parashas Barashas. Why is it that it's comparable? Why is it that it's compared to creation? So the, the uh, Medrash continues, Thus just the same way that Shemaim and Aretz, heaven and earth, testify to the covenant between God and the Jewish people, right? They are everlasting, and they are always there to testify to that fact. Tchsev, as it says in Devarim, I call as, as witnesses the heaven and the earth. Af Mishkan, so to the Mishkan, is testimony to the Jewish people. The Mishkan is considered the Mishkan of testimony, also testifying it's the physical representation of the the uh, the relationship between God and the Jewish people, and so there is a similarity once again between creation itself and a parallel between that 
and the building and the construction of the Mishkan. But this is an idea we see again and again. There's another Gemara in Brachos in Daphne, Heyam and Aleph. The Gemara says, I'm Rabbi Shmuel, Baruch Hamini, I'm Rabbi Yonasan. B'tzalel al Shem Chachmaso Nikra. B'tzalel is his name was because of his wisdom. And the Gemara is going to go on and say he's B'tzal Kale. It's as if he's in the shade of God, the shadow of God, where he's sort of listening in. He understands divine wisdom. The example the Gemara gives first is the B'shashamu Lakadish Baruch Lemosha Lech. And Marla Levitzal Asidlu Mishkan Aron Nekelim. Go build the Mishkan and the Aron and the Kelim. Moshe went and switched it. Moshe went and said, "No, build the Kelim, the utensils, the furnishings, and then go build the Mishkan." Amarlo, but Saul said, and why he would do that is, is a little bit strange, but God tells him to build the Mishkan first, and then the furniture. He goes, in the beginning of our parasha, parasha Truma, describes the furniture first, and then the actual construction of the Mishkan. But Saul is bothered by this. He says, Moshe a person first builds the house and then builds and then furnishes it. You're going to build the furniture where you're going to put it. Where am I going to put these things? Maybe God actually put it the other way around. Maybe God told you to make the Mishkan first and then and only then to make the Kalim. So Amar Lo, Moshe said, Oh my gosh, maybe you were in the shadow of God, you understood this wisdom, and you uh, learned it that way. And now this is a, a very powerful point. And it has to do with minhago shalalam, the way things are. There has to be a structure first, which can then be filled. Bitsalal is sensitive to this. Moshe misses this somehow, or maybe he's just testing Bitsalal. And then he realizes that Bitsalal understands the secrets of how creation works, the sequence of how things are supposed to be constructed. That is Bitsalal's wisdom. Gemara continues. Betzal also knew how to combine letters with which the Shemaim uh, and Aretz, heaven and earth, were created. And those com- combinations of letters in some Kabbalistic way, that is the the uh, the ability, the, the Torah's letters, the letters themselves, to create. And those letters create whatever they create. They create the Mishkan as well as they created the world itself. The Gemara Ksuvis actually goes on to say that Masei Tzadikim is it's actually greater what we created with the Mishkan, what we created, which is this sort of microcosm and this parallel of heaven on earth is in some way greater than the creation of the earth itself. Now these are esoteric ideas, and Avishachayim goes a step further, that every piece of the Mishkan corresponds to some other part of the universe in which when we did our service, so that universe was rectified. That piece of the universe was fixed and helped and corrected in some way. That's a deeper idea. But here, and this lays down the understanding for why there's an association between the Mishkan and Shabbos, which I hope to get to later.